Good morning, afternoon or evening. Welcome to 1459. No matter the moment, no matter the place, whatever you're listening from, whether the sun is shining or rain is pouring down, whether you're traveling or staying at home, we start up the engine of the DeLorean and we set sail for Bahamas. A Siri is already wondering. What I'm wondering today, is it possible to end up being prisoners in paradise? Here we go. As I was saying, we have arrived on the DeLorean to April 28, 2017, and we have landed on Great Exuma Island in the Bahamas, around 500 kilometers away from Miami, along with hundreds of people that pretended to assist to the most innovative music festival in the world. At least, you can think that, based on how what sold on the promo video. Two transformative weekends, an immersive music festival, on a remote and private island in the Exumus, once owned by Pablo Escobar. The best of food, art, music and adventure, on the boundaries of the impossible. Fire is an experience and festival, a quest to push beyond those boundaries. Of course, with this trailer, they sold out the 5,000 tickets in no time. I guess more for the adventure rather than for the music festival. Put in the mix the addition of well-renowned influencers like Bella Hadid or Emily Ratajkowski, along with other models, and people would believe they would be in front of the adventure of their lives. And certainly it was, but not for what they thought it would be. When they arrived, none of the bands were going to play, the audience would not have a place to stay, no models around anywhere, baggage lost, and they found themselves isolated in paradise. How do they get really there? Well, it all starts with Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule. The first one is an entrepreneur that was looking for a way to hire artists as keeping the middlemen and the best way to publicly promote this app was creating a music festival. He did with the help of Jeffrey Atkins, aka Year Rule, who has collaborated with artists such as Jennifer Lopez or Shanti. Both met in the previous entrepreneurship of McFarlane called Magnesis, a kind of credit card similar to American Express but aimed at young people. As common credit cards are made of plastic, the Magnesis cards were made of pierced metal, adding that cool touch that the young and wealthy people of New York were looking for. Also, add the discounts for events, tickets for pre-sale before the general public, and it became called In a Heartbeat. But in the bad way. It turns out that the events were cancelled the same day they were happening, the tickets were not valid, the discounts were not applicable most of the times, and that it was really just a scheme to gain quick cash. 
so we go forward in time when McFarlane and Ja Rule were already designing Fire, an app to hire Beyoncé for your birthday or Shakira for your high school party. Without the agents in between, of course. Directly from the artist to the event. Sounds good, right? At the time of promoting the app, they wanted something with fanfare and one day, flying over Bahamas in your rules private jet, they landed, due to lack of fuel, in what seemed to be a desert island. Desert? No. <laughs> it was Norman Kay, world famous thanks to Pablo Escobar and the Netflix show Narcos, where Carlos Leather coordinated the mm, goods coming from Colombia onto the US. A music festival in the Bahamas? No, this is a life-changing experience. Everyone has to talk about it, even more than the app itself. And the idea went wild. What seemed the complement to the app, it turned to be the core of everything. They looked for the largest possible hype and hired 10 of the most renowned trending influencers for being some days in Bahamas. All paid. They just have to be there and have fun. McFarlane and Ja Rule, along with the crew from Jerry Media, shot the perfect ad for the festival. Crystalline waters, music, models, bats in the sea, yachts, houses on the beach, playing with the typical pigs from Bahamas in the sea. A dream for everyone that can afford it. Days later, the festival was worldwide announced by more than 400 influencers, including Kendall Jenner, who cashed $250,000 just for one Instagram post. Fire Festival took the world by the storm with the tickets. They sold out almost immediately. From $1,250 on the most economic package to the ultimate one priced at $50,000. You can kind of imagine what an adventure of that magnitude brings at that price. Charter flights Miami Bahamas, bike stage passes, having dinner with the performing artists at the festival, staying in luxury mansions by the beach, exotic fusion cuisine made by prestigious chefs, anything one can dream with. You know that saying, when something's too good, it's not real? Well, you can get the idea. This is the story of the big fraud Fire Festival was. With only four months to prepare it, this event was impossible. The organizers of Fire Festival got in touch with the best event planners worldwide, and each and every one of them told them that it would take one year to prepare something like this, with a cost summing up over $50 million. Obsessed with the idea, McFarlane and Ja Rule continued promoting the event along with the most exclusive stuff while they were cutting down on everything without saying it to the people that purchased the tickets. It would no longer take place in Norman Kay as they were denied the permission because it was mandatory not to mention Pablo Escobar during the promo, and they did. So it would take place in a different island that they called Fire Kay. Despite the photo montages, it was the Sandals Resort North Parking. Instead of mansions by the beach, there would be relief tents. Dome tents to be used on natural catastrophes. 
The catering and medical care teams abandoned in the developments and they ended up hiring a local company for the catering few weeks before the event with only $1 million budget for everything. Evidently, inadequate. McFarlane and Yarul were getting trapped in a maze without exit. They had no funds to pay for the services, hence the cutbacks on all fronts. Also, they were running out of time. Despite the countless times they were suggested to postpone the event in order to offer a show with certain quality, they refused every time. Whenever there was a problem, Billy left the place and came with a minimum enough money to continue, thanks to the small investors that stepped in to keep the ball rolling. The salvation for the festival was going to be the $25 million investment that Comcast would do for the Fire App. Because you remember we were talking about the app at the beginning, right? But they stepped back in the last minute as McFarlane falsely claimed that the Fire valuation was $90 million although it was all a lie, same as McNeese's. So we go on, not the same place anymore, not what they promise on housing and catering to the people attending, the clock is ticking and the trap is inevitable. Despite the last-minute micro-investments, everything was totally opposite to what they announced. With no time and no cash, both organizers rushed onto the last bet to get some funding. The event would be cashless now, so the people attending was suggested to put from $800 to $3,000 average on their Wi-Fi wristbands to pay for staff on the festival. No mention about the fact that the Wi-Fi and cellular reception in that Bahamas area were far from good. Well, they got an additional $2 million this way. With this money, they started to pay back to the people who put the money first on the event and were claiming their fans back. So, as I was saying, we arrived on the DeLorean on this April morning with people landing for the adventure of their lives at 6.20 a.m. And the surprises don't stop coming, one after the other. No organization anywhere, baggage is lost, old yellow school buses taking them from the airport to the concerts area, to find out that the old bands refuse to play on the festival, the welcoming party consists on getting drunk on cheap tequila on the beach, not a single trace of where the money wristbands were, nothing about the exotic fusion cuisine but cheese sandwiches in foam containers like in Burger King. The stage was not fully set up, people start to discover that due to the heavy rain the day before the tents and mattresses are soaking wet, the only band to play is a local band, playing for hours without anyone paying attention. The organizers have people standing for more than six hours just to register. And as the night falls down, chaos unfolds. I know, I know, you'll think like me, I skip the festival and go book a hotel to at least enjoy the weekend in Bahamas. Well, no. The organizers were so smart that they set up the festival the one and only weekend on the whole year that all hotels are booked in Bahamas. The days of the Exuma Regatta. So there was no vacancy in any of them. As the people ran towards the tents to find a place to sleep, they found out about the thefts, the lost baggage stuck in marine containers and tagged, no light, no potable water, 
No medical attention, no organizers at site, no cell reception, no internet. As the festival would work based on the wristbands, many people were almost cashless, so they would not even pay for a cab ride downtown. Flights to the US were cancelled. As people wanted to get out and return home by any means, flights were constantly delayed, leaving the people stranded in the airport with no access to food, water or air conditioning. The island was not prepared for so many people at once, and the organizers evaded the people. Throughout the day, finally, people could board on planes back to the US. As you can imagine, everything got into several lawsuits claiming compensations for over $100 million for this big case of fraud, contract breach, breach of covenant of good faith and negligence at all levels, including the influencers that pumped the festival, the same ones that deleted their messages. All of them. During the lawsuits, McFarlane started another adventure, NYC VIP Access, targeting the Fire Festival email distribution list with special tickets to exclusive events at low prices. The umpteenth scam. McFarlane has been sentenced to six years in prison for now, having to pay back $26 million. Yarul remains free. 1459 is a podcast for discovering certain events and people through history preventing them to be forgotten. Although you are listening to the English version, there is a version in Spanish of this same episode that you can find in Podbean or in any of the major social networks. Every week there will be a new episode, as well as an archive with all the previous episodes for free. Thank you for your time and for listening to 1459 Podcast. I have composed and produced all the music in the background specifically for this podcast in order to be properly set. This has been Prisoners in Paradise. Next week, we will travel to Moscow. Until then, be good. Oh, 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 oh,